are in a city for you podcast. Welcome. Cool. I'm very happy that you finally, we both found the time to meet yeah, in one room. <laughs> taken a while to get out of schedules to sync, but I'm yeah. super happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Me too. Also, it will be the first one with a slightly changed questions. Mm-hmm. How so, exciting. Yes. We'll Let's see you. what question you throw at me at the end. Yeah, I'll, I'll be bit too I'm nervous, but we'll see. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be at the end also, so mm. you'll be relaxed at that point. Good. And me Once too. I've heard myself talking for a while. <laughs> yeah. First, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is Saskia Fitzgerald Sandlum, and I'm half Swedish, half Australian. I was born in Perth, lived in Sweden, moved back and forth a couple of times, also lived in China and the US, so I've had a pretty international upbringing, one can say. Um, but I've lived in Stockholm more or less since 2013, and um, I work with art. I work in an art gallery, and I've studied all kinds of things, so business, art history, political science, and languages, um, but I would say my main passion in life is art, and yeah, you can really see that in basically everything I do, like just what I do in my free time and what I enjoy doing, uh, obviously what I work with as well. Um what else? Uh, I run an Instagram account called Stockholm Art Guide. So if you're interested in seeing some uh, exhibitions around Stockholm, follow that. And we've met through Gallery Frihamstoriet. Yeah, that's true. So in spring, we were both, well, you're still working there, but mm-hmm. in spring, I was helping to run Gallery Frihamstoriet, which is an artist-run exhibition space, which is part of Blivande, um in Frihamn in Stockholm. So... Yeah, that's how we met. And yeah. I remember you sent in your application because we were looking for a photographer. And I was like, oh, she seems really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, we want her. So mm-hmm. that's how we met. And yeah. here we are, what, like a few months later. So yeah. yeah, glad we kept in contact. But we still have a lot of interest in common, I would say. Yeah. And also you're Russian and I'm studying a bit of Russian. So yeah. that's a bit of fun as well. Mm-hmm. And both super interested in architecture and city life and mm-hmm. city planning. And yeah. So. And as I said before, I think you are the first person who has been to a house before before <laughs> it became the co-working space. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time here actually because mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who are architects for some reason, probably, you know, interests in common. So um, before the architecture school of uh, KGH moved to the new building, this was their building mm-hmm. uh, where they had all the classes and everything and then they would have um, some parties or like, you know, I would come here. Actually, I remember one of my friends, she was in a first or second year of architecture school and I was studying political science and economics at the time. So everything was just in a book. And I yeah. thought it was so fun here to just come and like watch her build her little models and everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's really nice to be back um, in a different format, but yeah, Thank you. super fun. Cool. Thank you for your introduction. <laughs> Thank you. We move on to the first question. Mm-hmm. What is a city for you? Oh, what a question. Um, I think for me, a city is mostly about the people who live there. It's a place where people come together. They come from different backgrounds, different places, uh, different walks of life, different points of view. And it's a place where they're all brought together and they bring all these different perspectives and ideas and interests and 
passions and people meet each other and have different projects together, business comes together, mm-hmm. um, maybe people clash a little bit as well in like politics, for example, but cities bring people together. You have people with common interests and maybe they start a business or do a cultural project together or throw a party or do something fun, but then also, you know, have um, a clash of people's different ideas and perspectives on life or ideologies and that can also be quite interesting yeah so mostly I think cities are about the people but also the built environment is super important in determining and impacting how people uh, live their lives and also interact Mm -hmm. with each other so if you compare for example a city that is quite dense or very like everything's quite close together so for example New York or a city Mm -hmm. in Asia People live in quite small spaces usually, mm-hmm. and that would make you interact with people in a certain way. So you might meet people out, go out for dinner, or like go for a walk, or go to a gallery or something. Whereas if I compare that to where I was born in Perth, it's very spread out. Uh, it's kind of like LA, we call it the urban sprawl. So mm-hmm. everyone lives in a house basically, like hardly anyone lives in an apartment. And that is quite interesting because then everyone has a car. So then you don't have so many interactions like on the way to different places, Um, for example, like on the subway or on the bus because, you know, everyone drives a car. So there's no, Mm -hmm. there's less like going on between the places that you've planned to go. What I found interesting that you said uh, about like a dense city Mm -hmm. making people meet others more, which I definitely agree, like Mm -hmm. it could happen by chance Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're talking to a different stranger. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the things mm-hmm. I love about living in the city. Like I live quite in quite central Stockholm, so mm-hmm. I walk around, I walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I love about living in a city. Yeah. Um, and you often just run into people yeah. and then you might run into someone you know and then that can just change the plans for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And if you compare that to a city where you drive a car, for example, you're not really going to have so many of those interactions. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting that you said that. Mm-hmm. For me, though, when I think back for example, to Hong Kong, which is the most dense city I've mm. been. And I yeah, was Hong there crazy. for two weeks, maybe, so mm. not too long. But I remember that every time I had some free time, free mm. moment, I would just go somewhere by myself mm. and trying not to have any eye contact with people because mm. I needed to be alone. Alone time, yeah. That's, That's interesting. Yeah. But then in Chizen, I was uh, when I was living in Italy, mm. a little town where... There are not so many people. Okay, people don't own cars mm. to bring them to places. Mm. So maybe it's a different concept to Perth. Mm. But much less dense. But I felt like I was with people all the time and I wanted to be with people more. Mm. Even people you didn't know? or mm. I think at some point I started feeling like I kind of know everyone. Okay. <laughs> Just your, your social battery was drain or your just social stimuli was had reached its max at all times or in Chizen I mean in Italy no but maybe there it was it was just more about social interaction Mm. and kind of the point of the evening was to meet people in a Mm. different context like do this Mm. do that so if you compare to your life in Stockholm for example did you find that it was more people oriented like what you would do is more about meeting people and maybe in Stockholm it's more about doing things Probably a little bit, a tiny bit. Yeah, I think I am as a person, I enjoy more doing things. So mm. if I meet people, it would normally be, I don't know, a tango class. Mm. But I would still go to this tango class mm-hmm. and not try to avoid it and not see people <laughs> like I 
sometimes do. Yeah. Are you a bit of an introvert? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like that. An introvert in a city, that's interesting. (laughs) But interesting, yeah, that you said that in Stockholm, maybe it's more about doing things. I think so as well. I mean, and I think that's one thing about the winter as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't remember who it was, but someone recently said how to survive the uh, winter in Stockholm to someone who just moved here was uh, have hobbies. Mm -hmm. So I think doing things is really central to life in Stockholm in a way. Yeah. A lot of people have a lot of different projects going on, mm-hmm. um, interests, doing sports, cultural things, yeah. uh, starting businesses. Like people are very, very active here. Mm-hmm. And this is the normal, comfortable way to meet other people. I guess it is, yeah. And maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe in Italy it's more normal to just talk to someone yeah. at a restaurant. I mean, I don't think that really happens here as much maybe. Yeah. Um, so you definitely meet people more through the mm. different activities that you yeah. do in a way. I remembered one moment in Chisana that I just have to say. Um, it was snowing and it was very slippery mm. and I was going down the, to the, into the city mm. five minutes and there was a person going behind me and I fall, fell down, felt oh, a bit awkward no. and then I was like, okay, are you okay? Yeah. It's all fine. But then in 15 minutes we ended up getting a coffee in a city and chatting for half an hour. What? That's so funny. Very random, but yeah, yeah this is normal. Yeah. Are you still friends? <laughs> no, no. No. I never saw him before, Yeah, which okay. is also quite nice. Mm. I like this little story. You just had that little reality for half an hour. And yeah. Then it, yeah. You went your separate ways. Exactly. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Mm. But we can move on to the second question. Okay. Flipping the first one. Mm-hmm. What are you for the city? That's an interesting way of, or I've never really had that question asked me before. <laughs> um, hmm, I mean, I'm the way I live in a city is I'm out and about a lot. I walk around, I walk everywhere. I'm always looking at things, observing things, trying to experience as much as possible. I suppose you could call me some sort of like flaneur, you know, this French term from previously. So I think... I would see myself kind of like that mm-hmm. in my role in the city. Um, just really love observing, taking photos, enjoying the architecture, discovering new places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope maybe to be able to contribute with some more mm-hmm. um, in the future or maybe even with sharing art with other people, for example. Um, but I would say right now that I'm in a phase where I'm just trying to take in as much as possible and enjoy the all the things the city has to offer which is i think i appreciate the most is beautiful architecture and stockholm has a lot of that so Mm -hmm. i would say that that's right now how Mm -hmm. i am for a city i suppose (laughs) yeah and from your instagram let's say Mm. i see you mentioned a couple of times Mm. the word party and i think for you it's an important part of life this aspect of the art aspect of the party mm. and the changing of the persona a little bit because mm. it'll be a different theme and then you mm. maybe are a different character in that party. That, yeah, I mean, I, I think going out is a really good way to meet people mm. and I have some parties myself and it's just, I guess you would, you know, in every different aspect of your life, you're a, you show it or you go into a different kind of, role or you show Mm -hmm. a different kind of aspect of your personality and I mean I think at night perhaps people 
can let go of who they are at work or mm. just, you know, I mean, you can go out and you can meet people from like uh, who live in like any part of the city, any part of the world, do different kinds of jobs. Mm-hmm. So who you are during the day or like the role you go into, you can kind of just let that go for a while. And it's interesting to see how people uh, interact more in the evening setting. And that's also yeah. where your your big interest lighting comes into yeah. play as well because that really in, impacts how people act and interact with each other. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. It mm-hmm. is about uh, interior lighting, I guess, more. But we can start the third question and then you still mm-hmm. bring in these mm-hmm. ideas. So how does artificial lighting of a night city affect you? Oh, super important question. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think, well, first of all, if it's dark, the lighting allows you just to be out in the first place. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. you would be at home asleep. You wouldn't be able True. to go out and do things or meet other people or go about your life. So first of all, it enables you to do things. Yeah. Um, and then I think also maybe different, like the strength of the lighting or the different color of the lighting also subconsciously or consciously affects how you interact with other people as well or just act on your own as well like walking down a street um the type or the warmth of lighting will Mm -hmm. also impact you Mm -hmm. whether you feel safe or comfortable or interested or you feel like oh no i need to leave this place um Mm -hmm. But I think if you actually go out to a bar or a restaurant or a club or whatever, the lighting plays a really important role. And this is something I've discovered recently. I mean, you know, I've always experienced it, but it's not something I've ever had to plan myself. And it's a whole art in itself. Um, One thing I'm quite curious about is why at night, I mean, of course it's, you know, it's, it's, dark outside but why it's also dark inside in these settings when you go out Mm -hmm. i find that quite interesting like why don't you have like more daylight scenarios Mm -hmm. inside is this just a question or you feel like it would be more adequate i'm it's i don't think it would i don't necessarily think it would Mm -hmm. be more adequate but it's just something i'm a little bit intrigued by Mm -hmm. like why has this strength of lighting become like the standard if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah it's an interesting point, and for me, I mean, I'm sure there are many different mm. ways to look at it. First of all, okay, it's maybe even more natural for mm. our brain to see mm. that it's not that bright at night. Mm. Maybe it makes people stay for longer because they feel more comfortable. Maybe that's true. Question well. mark because if it's like red and blue lighting changing between mm. each other, it's not very comfortable. But yeah, no, I guess it takes up a lot of energy. Yeah, but also, I think I'm assuming that people, some people feel more comfortable when they know that they're not seen so much mm, that's actually that's actually a really interesting thing so mm-hmm. every spring when it becomes because Stockholm is very dark for like half a year when it yeah. becomes very light I'm always like oh like you can see people people yeah. can see me and it always comes as a bit of a shock and I'm like oh is this how we experience life <laughs> and other people uh, and the ah. city for half of the year yeah but it's quite it's quite comfortable you feel like you can go a little bit like undercover you know when you go out and it's a little bit dark you can't really see each other in a way it's like wearing a mask Mm, yeah in a way or just kind of you're like partly invisible I don't know and I think that makes Mm. you maybe feel more comfortable to be more more curious or like Mm -hmm. do other things that you perhaps otherwise 
would be a little bit more cautious to do. Or yeah. yeah, true. It's easy also to grab attention mm. because if everything would be light, then if I don't know a DJ would want to bring some mm. uh, action, then they would have to I don't know to use sound or some crazy lighting to mm. or color to make people look at them. But when everything's dark, mm. some blinking already, everyone is looking. Yeah. For example. Um, very good point. Yeah, I know. I think like I find quite interesting with DJs. I, they don't always want to be the center of attention in a way. Yeah, I mean, maybe not for themselves, but oh, for but an for artist the, or something. Yeah, or yeah. A, That's corner. true. I don't know why I thought about that. Maybe. Also, I'm thinking more about social dance mm. scenario. And there, sometimes DJ wants to say thank you, and that kind of. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Something little happens, and then everyone's like, oh. mm. I think it's also like the different types of lighting you have for different types of music. So for mm. maybe yeah. at a, I don't know, a classical concert, it's actually quite light inside. Mm -hmm. You can see all the instruments, you can see the people, often yeah. the people playing. Whereas if mm. it's more jazz, it's usually the setting is quite dark. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the way in which electronic music is played and enjoyed is very dark, you know, in a club. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. I wonder why we have those differences in light for different types of music and different types of musicians, if you will. Yeah. For jazz, I can also see that it's just coming from the history of where the jazz was played and mm. what people were doing there mm. in the bars mm. at that time when we were listening to jazz, how it was a little bit illegal. And mm, I guess the same for electronic music, maybe, mm. as well. It's kind of a little bit or yeah. underground. Yeah. <laughs> and then kind of keep this uh, identity and mm. bring it further. Mystique, perhaps. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if it was the same for classical music. Well, it wasn't classical music at the time it was yeah. <laughs> made or mm. when it was new, but I wonder if that was the same back then. Maybe it was played in, in the church, and it depends on which country, which kind of architecture there would be mm. in the church. Mm. The church is usually... The they parents? used to be quite dark because they were candlelit. Yeah, but if it's during the day and big windows, mm. that kind of, yeah. Anyway, it makes it more intellectual, this podcast. <laughs> Interesting that you bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> Should we move on to the question I prepared for you? Mm. How do stories that we tell to each other shape our shared perception of the city? Do you mean social media stories or just no. what we say? For me, when I, why I even thought about that is... Because often people say that, okay, during the night, this bad thing happened and I was so scared and I'm afraid mm. of this tunnel. Mm. And then someone listens to it and thinks, okay, tunnel is scary. I will mm. not go to the tunnel, even if nothing happened to them in the tunnel, mm. but they're just scared. Yeah, I mean, so I think what you say to each other creates associations and it definitely changes the way you perceive or think about something. Mm -hmm. So if I tell you a place is... I really like some place and you've been there and you hate it. Even the fact that I said I liked it is mm -hmm. going to change your perception of it, right? Yeah. And vice versa. So if I tell you that someone stole my wallet at your favorite cafe, then that's also going to change the association. Mm -hmm. But I think an interesting thing is, well, I mean, I know this question wasn't necessarily about social media, but... Turn it into what you want. Yeah, no, so I think this is... Social media has is shaping the way we experience cities a lot as well. Mm -hmm. It's the way we discover things. So we might see something someone else has posted and be like, oh, this looks really interesting. I'm going to go there. Maybe it's a place that you've never been to before. Mm -hmm. 
um, discover something new in that way. Also, this is about you also create associations based on what other people mm. share or post or tell you about. And it's, I think it's the same kind of way, same kind of thing. It's just a mm. different method of communication, but it's still communication or telling a story. Mm. Um, and it's more spread through boundaries of countries and time yeah that's definitely true as well so mm. i mean i can have an experience of a city that i've never been to before because yeah. i know people who live there mm -hmm. who maybe tell me things um or share photos or stories yeah. or whatever um so it's pretty interesting that you can have like an idea about a place even though you've never been there yeah and, and then you go there yeah that's Don't that's, that's, scratch. that's yeah. funny a funny thing as well so you can have like an idea or like a, even a visual image of what a place looks like, mm -hmm. like a city map in your head almost. And then you go there and it can either be a little bit like that or it can be nothing like that mm -hmm. or very much like that. Um, yeah. And through the blog that you have, the Stockholm Art Guide, that yeah. I'm not holding, but I will. Okay. <laughs> um, do you feel like through this, you are shaping the way people perceive? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I started it because a lot of people... Or I started it for myself because I was just like seeing so many different exhibitions and stuff. I was mm -hmm. like, I might as well just, yeah. you know, collect them all in one place. Yeah. And then also a lot of people around me were asking me like, oh, do you know what's going on at the moment or mm -hmm. where I should go? And then I guess through seeing what I post, they discover that and then also maybe go there themselves and then create their own associations, mm -hmm. associations um, yeah. to these places or these mm -hmm. artists or, yeah, yeah, curators or whatever. Now I'm going to ask you mm -hmm. a question for the next person. So set an urban or lighting mm -hmm. question for the next guest of a city for you. Okay, so I thought about this a little bit this morning and I think it would be really interesting to ask the next person what they think would happen if you changed the lighting that there usually is for art Mm -hmm. and swapped it with the lighting that there usually is for music. Mm -hmm. So I would say that usually art is experienced in a very well-lit setting mm -hmm. and music not so much. So I wonder what would happen. Uh -huh. my, my question to them is, yeah. what do you think would happen if you swapped them? Interesting. I really like this question. And also the person who I'm going to talk to next, mm -hmm. I think is a really good person to mm -hmm. discuss that. Why? Because she's a lighting designer. Oh, and okay. Yeah, she's great. So I was really looking forward to meet her. So cool. now you connected it really well without hmm. knowing it. Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Really a pleasure to talk with you. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being part of a city for you. If you want to carry on the discussion, Feel free to join for the next episode that will be coming out next Thursday. You can also follow the project on Instagram, Facebook and Telegram. Enjoy a city for you.